spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins where it all came from since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken hi guys andy n spoken able back in the house and i'm on the tour today first time in ages and of course i've been doing it on tour i'm at the hip hop I've got this right, Ushi. Hip hop cafe, is it? Hip hop chip shop. Shot, hip hop chip shop. So yeah, I've got Ushi <laughs> with me. I've not. I've, I worked it out before Ushi with you, mate. You were actually the third or fourth person I ever interviewed for Spoken Label, and Spoken Label's been active for six years now, and I've done a 405 six sessions. So yes, everybody, got a, a long-standing friend here today, Ushi. <laughs> I have to not seen. I have not seen you in fucking ages. Mm-hmm. It's been ages, hasn't it? Really, because I. I've done loads in, I don't know if you've spotted this, I've, I do most of mine nowadays on Zoom, mm-hmm. but it's, it's people like you, and I thought, you're always better sometimes in person. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought we're in Hip Hop Chip Shop today, 45 minutes for it's due to open, so <laughs> it's quite a nice, nice in there as well. So how did you know about, how do you know about this place, mate? Before we uh, go on to what you've been up to today. Yeah, so um, there's an event called Mind Over Matter that I found uh, recently. I saw it first on Facebook, but they are pretty active on Instagram. They're probably better on Instagram than Facebook in terms of analytics, if you want to get into all your techie stuff. Um, but there's a guy called uh, Paul Fisk that goes by Fisky, really great poet. Mm. Uh, and I turned up to this event and I said to Fisky, I'm here just with the intention of showing you who your headliner should be. Shook his hand, said, I'm Ushiku, and said that line. And then... God, that's um, confidence. Yeah. <laughs> go, that's what goes straight for the job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, spoiler alert, I headlined the second month. <laughs> Good man. Good man. That's all but I can yeah, say. Uh, Fisk is brilliant. He's, he does a lot with, like, mental health, with his project, Mind Over Matter. Uh, there... What number are we on now? It will be the sixth event is on tonight. Yeah, I was speaking to Jack Horner, Ian yeah, Lee yeah. on the pig farm. I know he's there tonight. We were talking about it last night. So, see, and I'll be on here. Yeah, in here, which I'm going to be doing another <laughs> podcast then because Spoken Labels is on holiday from work, so it's going to be a day. So, but anyway, mate, yeah. Now, obviously, the people that don't know you, and if I don't know why, if they don't know you, they should be ashamed of themselves. So, I'll tell us a little bit about yourself just very briefly, mate, because we've got loads to catch up on today. So, I used to say 
I do everything but dance, but that's not strictly true anymore. I recently did a Vogue event at Manchester Academy. So, did you? Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> I can't imagine, can't imagine <laughs> you doing that. <laughs> wow. What was that like? Really good. It's like a disabled group called House of Curio um, that uh, one of my friends, Elaine from Grey Eye Beyond Programme, which we'll be talking about later, um, mm. she invited me to it. And it's all about like LGBT disabled creatives uh, and it gave me confidence in a way because I've always felt unconfident around dancing anyway uh, with my dyspraxia and the weight gain since becoming a chef um, yeah I know so. one I've got to ask you obviously you don't do, you don't do chefing anymore and I don't do, no. do you so is it true then my brother's mate says this and he says he's been a chef about four hotels in Central Manchester I'm not naming mm-hmm. which one or him mm-hmm. is it true that if you become a chef you're either psychotic an alcoholic or uh, <laughs> most of them are yeah yeah now, I'm not going to name the third one is what you, people can guess right? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <I> <laughs> so. anyway we'll move on now obviously tell us today what you've been up to because you've been up to a play rehearsal haven't you yeah tell us about that then what's, what's going on there then, before we go on to everything else so right before Covid I, I, um, I'd gotten into uh, directing through uh, disabled artist networking community they had the mail out um, I attended a first event with them in June of 2018 mm, good you go back a bit then don't yeah, you so, yeah. so from there um, I did the Peterloo Bicentennial in September and also in September there was the um, introduction to directing for disabled artists with Amit Shah and uh, Ryan Shanahan and the two of them were kind of integral in my early training uh, but the training itself was through the regional theatres young directors scheme uh, so that's mostly with Manlai um, she kind of coordinates a lot of it mm. but we do get like guest um, oh, cool. people cool. doing workshops and that like Athena Stevens mm. has shown us blocking which is like looking at oh, the yeah, looking yeah. at the script and going line by line by what's in it. But one of the notes that I made today at the Royal Exchange, based on Athena Stevens' training, was because Nora Doll's house, the script that they're using, is so blank when it comes to stage directions. Yeah. Bryony was able to true, true. Uh, create blocking based on physical movements that she was directing the actors to do uh, based on a line because yeah. there wasn't actually that stage direction in the script so it made me think about as a director um, what to do in terms of spatial awareness and then another thing came to mind which was the actors are going in different places and that but you've got the Thomas character who is only portraying one version of himself at a time yet he's only in one physical space while these three actors play in Nora. Well done, well done, yeah, um, And what I thought from there was what's stopping him from going into the spaces that the other Noras are in? You've got to create some kind of physical movement within the scene to stop him when they're having an argument going off into this corner or this corner where the other Noras are. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point because a lot of Ibsen's plays and I, I directed Peg in, if you know that one. Yeah, and they, they are because it's it's quite spacious on it they're open to interpretation what mm-hmm. you can and cannot do yeah and 
yeah, Doll's House is a really good example of that, and I'll not go into my acting on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have another day, but you're right, it's, I've seen the version, and I think, was it the Library Theatre? No, it was a Royal Exchange. Last time it was done here, that was a few years ago as well. So good luck, man, definitely so. Are you acting in it or just. No, just observing. Up? Observing, no, there's something to get involved in, definitely so. Yeah, good luck. Now, the first thing, obviously, today we're going to talk to you about is obviously not poetry, because people might know he's a poet and a rapper, and who knows what we <laughs> do. But I didn't know, actually, you're actually involved, you're directing a play at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. For somebody I've not seen for a couple of years now, I'm going to be speaking to this young lady, not Gemma Lee's. I, mean, I first met Gemma when she was Gemma O'Neill under her maiden name. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago and I've come back you were you? I knew her back in the day in the poetry scene and that but it was great to like yeah it's good great to be active yeah. basically uh, through Grey Eye Beyond we've both been on that programme for about two years now <clears throat> um, it started around or just around the time of Covid becoming yeah. a thing I didn't know Gemma was active again John that's why sorry Gemma I'll be talking to you separately and it's, <laughs> it's great to be I've got Gemma's book a moment of madness I think there's something else. Anyway, that's a few years, a few years ago. Anyway, so, oh, brilliant. Now, tell us about this play then. So, what, what's going on with this play? So, then? it's called Mind Your Business, and it's about her <laughs> identity as uh, a Romani person. Uh, and also, is it a one-person play? Is it, or is it, or is it going to be various people? Um, there was there's other characters, but so far she's performed it. But then there's other members on the Grey Eye Beyond program, such as Alice and Elaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine's the one that got me involved in the Vogue. Um, we're all going to be kind of working together as a company. Uh, we've not thought of a name yet, so if you want to send one on a postcard, feel free. Yeah, free uh, me or you, whatever name. Yeah, get bastard yeah. lovingly. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, are you going to? When's the play going to be out then? Um, I don't know. Like we've we've been offered some rehearsal space <clears throat> um, by the Bolton Octagon, uh, which is great. Yeah, great theatre, um, great theatre. So well, that's my name gets mentioned anyway, but <laughs> they won't remember me. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, the Beyond programme, we had uh, chats with the Bolton Octagon and also with the Northern Shakespeare Theatre, uh, which is going to be in Knowsley. Um, nice, nice. They organised that just before <coughs> Christmas. Um, and I'd already signed on to be uh, the director for Gemma's play before then. But then, with everybody on the Beyond programme being at that event, it helps us network, and then like the four of us kind of come together. No, which good, is luck great. With, good luck, good luck, definitely. That's, that's great. That's a great project. That. So, like I said, do you reckon? Do you anticipate it being this year or next year? You're not sure yet. I'd probably say next year because we're just going to start rehearsing and devising and stuff like that. The, the the first script has been sent to me, and Gemma has this incredible ability to just come up with music and songs show tunes just incredibly like she can just be sat there and then boom nice little chunks oh, that show no. tune like. yeah she's very um, what's the word for it uh, no. it's not impulsive yeah it's like that she just ideas seem to click in it yeah Come like that, eureka yeah. moment that's, music, that's it she's like, very good at the eureka moment that's what I was looking yeah, for yeah. yeah brilliant good love it keeps in format definitely so, so like because it's about her being Romney and also being a market trader and also with bits of uh disability and there's humour in there as well like there's a character called Luck Jean that's like oh Luck Jean like very kind of typical northern uh, and then there's, <laughs> there's another character that steals her crutch that's very much kind of your entitled uh, boomer man 
Um, oh, brilliant, man. Good luck, man. Definitely, man. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds great fun. So, okay. Moving on, then, to... Obviously, the big thing I, want, I know you want to talk about today, and this goes off in about three different directions, uh-huh. is, and this is why I think you really want to talk to me today, was about a development grant. Yeah. You've been involved with the Arts Council application. This is going in several directions. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this, because this does sound, does sound really, really interesting. Not that the other stuff is really interesting, anyway. <laughs> Tell us about that, mate. What's going on with this, then, mate? Yeah, so um, I'd initially put in uh, an application for R&D, for my play Unmasked and I was assigned by Arts Council England a support worker called Daisy Hale and they are incredible uh, and then Daisy uh, was able to help me when I put in my application for developing your creative practice because I figured rather than just developing uh, the play I'd take advantage of the fact that um, I had these connections that were opening up in music and in comedy. Like I was already working in music um, and had done the comedy course at the Frog and Bucket. So I had a few connections there, but I really wanted to hone in on them and same with the directing uh, and also with the writer's development because um, I did some training with Kathy Crabb through Disabled Artists Networking Community and also um, did two trainings with BBC Writers Room and the National Film and Television School of Scotland. Oh, so well done, well done, mate. Did a lot of writing training basically. Good, yeah. I think you do, as, as I'm always a believer, you do these sort of courses, it does help you as a writer to develop. Like it's, you don't really know my wife, Amanda, but Amanda's done all kinds of courses like you have. I'm just a wink and prayer man. <laughs> I just bullshit all the time. But you're right, she's done stuff and she's let everything you do, I seriously, I think I believe you learn from it. And it's clearly what you're telling me today, you've learned from it. So tell us about the play then on Masson. So it started out as like the expiration of my autism diagnosis in summer of 2017. Um, Why do tell me about that as well? Yeah. yeah, so I wrote the first song for it at Royal Exchange Theatre. Um, I got some space hired in like October 2019. Uh, that's where I wrote the first song. I had 90 minutes of staring at the wall and then the Eureka moment came. Yeah, and that's then I wrote those the 90 minutes are all fucking fucking they feel, they feel like Especially weeks. with a Wi Fi alert. I appreciate oh, oh. the space hire, but work on your Wi Fi. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> like it. it just drives me crazy. It's 90 minutes, and I've had this myself with projects. It feels like weeks. Yeah, weeks and weeks. Yeah. When you get it, like it, oh, you can't keep up. It's like that scene in um, oh, Tick Tick Boom. Have you seen it? Where I was just I've like ripping it, up yeah. the paper yeah. and yeah. like staring at that laptop. Like. <laughs> really? Now I'm saying, what plans you've got for the play? Then, what stage are you up to with them? We'll match them. So um, I've done one preview back in September, and then I've got another preview on the 13th of April. Yeah, I remember you doing the preview um, last year, and not Yeah, I couldn't make it, yeah. But, how, but how the R&D has kind of seen the play develop is there's also going to be an accompanying soundscape that I'll be making alongside Tommy Dyson of Now or Never Records and Old Bank Studios. Uh, he's based in Mosley, just down the road from me. I've heard, um, heard of him. I think I know some incredible Sarah. dude. I know someone knows him. Too, so. Quickly oh. become one of my best mates, man. Good. Right? No, good. I think you do, Tim. I was, I believe, with some people. Some people you meet them, you click immediately. Yeah, don't you? yeah. 
and some people like me are stuck with them forever. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. But like, oh. like we're going to use like binaural beats and solfeggio frequencies and kind of do a meditation album because I'm more known for like my hip hop stuff. It's going to be more kind of little bits of reverb and ambient stuff and oh, good luck you, you'll yeah. probably like it it's your probably not it may I'm bloody weird yeah yeah <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd kind of album like um, oh, good. so I've, I have got some heavy music theory in there so what I'm doing is it's being called the eighth circle based on the uh, Dante's Inferno and being stuck in an infinity loop of hell and reincarnation yeah. um, and some of the artwork that was done for it uh, by a guy called Akilo G- Joseph. Um, he's I've based in based in Nigeria. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've spoke to him. I know he is. Yeah, I know he is. Sorry, my fault. I think it's somebody else then. <laughs> yeah, I found him on Fiverr, but he's absolutely incredible. Um, oh, good stuff, man. Good and stuff. like, because he made a great poster for Unmasked and a great poster for the Ape Circle album and soundscape that's going to go alongside it, I was like, this is too good to just waste as a poster or as an album cover let's do an actual exhibition because at the pa- start of the pandemic um, I had a friend called Minister in India and she set up a group called the Artfluenza on Facebook and there was a guy on there called Miel Tim Timon who's based in the Philippines he made this incredible Mandalorian style mask out of a recycled PlayStation controller, and I was like, "This guy's cool as fuck. I want to work with him." It's bonkers, bonkers. Yeah. Oh, God, so when Grey Eye uh, and their Beyond program gave me a bit of extra money on top of the Arts Council England grant, um, they gave me a grant to make the masks and to pay for the artwork that I'd already paid for with a kilo Joseph. So oh, good, that good was stuff. great. I've, oh, I've yeah. got a full exhibition, and I've got all the masks made. Um, and they're based around autism, so um, my whole thing is the reason I've called it Unmasked mm. is they say autistic people unmasked to fit in. Some do, some don't. Me personally, I don't. I'm just me. If you like me, great. If not, a little shit. bit sad, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> a bit more it. diplomatic. Bloody you hell, don't. I never thought you'd be the one that swore before me. Oh, <laughs> it gets to stage, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. I've found 50 fairly soon. It goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's all good. I know you've been involved in stand up comedy, haven't you, since last yeah, time yeah. we've spoke to you as well? So what's been going on there then? Um, so I've been going to a class online. Um, called International House of Comedy um, that's run by a guy called Henry Cruz who's based in the Bronx uh, and that's opened up loads of connections in like the theatre scene and the poetry scene and the music scene in New York like I had a lot of connections in Long Island because of uh, my publisher being based there um, James James Wagner but it was great to kind of make more connections in like the mainland area and the city and the boroughs basically um and yeah like one of my friends is now basically running the new and poets cafe la bruja she's brilliant now (laughs) i've got some gigs coming up in new jersey didn't you say yeah it's kind of linked into yeah yeah somebody i've spoke to before go on tell us a story about that then go on then yeah so um is it Elise? Elise? How do you pronounce it? Oh, Elise. 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 I think. Elise. Elise. Yeah, yeah. She'll kill me for this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Can her, her friend Damien does what he calls the New Jersey poetry renaissance. I like 
that kind oh, of level God. of extra. That's pretty Excellent. cool. Tom. When are you going <laughs> over there then? Um, in, in July. So oh, fantastic. Basically, because part of my grant, it gave me money for like writer's development for the unmasked play. That was kind of like... Mm. They said three weeks of writing, but I've done a lot more than three weeks of writing. I've done non-stop writing for a year. <laughs> I mean, wow. I have done other stuff on top of it. Obviously, I keep busy, but... Sleep is optional, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always making songs. Like, even about three weeks ago, I wrote another poem that's going into Unmasked. Uh, but it will also be seen at a show called Mystery Trip at the Lowry. Um <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Now, um, obviously, I've got to ask you next, then, though. I, I've got an order of stuff here, but I've gone, I've gone off the order, so which is me for you. Now, um, obviously, since the last time we spoke for Spoken Label, I know you've set up in doing Buzzing Bards for the past couple of years, haven't mm-hmm. you? Tell us about that, then, And You're up to, is it the third one or the fourth one of these now? Let's see. Uh, I think it's the third one now. The third one came out yeah. relatively recently. Yeah, it? yeah. Sounds about right. I, I should really it. know this, but yeah. Third, <laughs> third feels confident. Yeah. Would we'll say third and if it's one. Apologies to everybody that got missed off. <laughs> right, tell us what Buzzing Bars is, seriously. Cause yeah, so that's uh, James Wagner of um, Local Gems Poetry Press. He approached me in 2018 about doing some workshops in my local community so we did the buzzing bards workshops in um, in drawsden for a year prior to covid and then had our first launch in 2019 then with 2020 uh you know the um there was a book launch for the last uh version in 2020 but that was online yeah Uh, we did like um, a radio podcast oh that's good uh, as our launch yeah, it does work um, that idea, so yeah. And then um, for 2022, we did the 2021 launch. Obviously, with the lockdown last October time, we weren't able to do it around the time it came out. Because mm. um, no, uh, events were prohibited, so uh, we decided to do it in uh, late February. Because I figured things would be open by then, and I was quite lucky that it was. You were lucky. <laughs> do you think you do a fourth one on them yet, or are you not sure? I'd yeah, that to be um, confirmed. I want to do it in October, because um, we've got White Rose Bards number two, because we've also got a Yorkshire book, because I've got some good connections around there through um, a guy called Steve Blackman. Don't know Steve. Don't, Steve? Know, don't, know, Steve Steve don't, I don't know Steve. Is it Steve Blackman? I know it's Steve. Let's see if I've got it sorry, right. Sorry, Steve. You can see, we plan things there. Yeah, sometimes. it is. Oh, look at that. It is. Well, t- hi, Steve. I don't know you very well. Was, <laughs> no, because I was thinking, that sounds like a wrestler. Is my brain going weird? The and one, I was like... Was it, wasn't the guy called Steve? Yeah, it was, the, was. The yeah. judo guy. The judo guy, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I was like, is my brain going weird and obsessed I'm, with I'm wrestling? All, I'm old enough to remember but WWE no, yeah. in the late Steve, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Blackman, not the wrestler. Is, uh, oh, that would have been cool if it was a poet. I know, yeah. <laughs> Wrestler poet. Can you imagine that? The, the, like, he was very good at the weapons and stuff. You didn't know his weapons. You can't remember his poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on now. Seriously, back to the, the proper Steve. <laughs> but yeah, um, he runs events in the kind of um, left-wing poetry spaces in the Yorkshire area. Um, but he also does the 0161 Festival in Manchester. Yes. Um, and then 
because I've got those connections with the Yorkshire poetry scene through him, I figured that I'd be the natural next place to go after Manchester. Yeah, yeah, and there's plenty on there. I've, I've done sessions with a few people from the Yorkshire area. Funniest uh, thing. Oh, oh, heck, what have you done? Do you want to know? No, I did. I got an email in like... Well, that's a rarity. In, it's something you've not done. Not, yeah, in, in, uh, in April of uh, 2020, one month into the pandemic, saying, what's happening with this launch, Len? Typical Yorkshire fodder. Oh, gosh. Like, like, mate, yeah. everything's closed off. Like, as much as I'm a non-conformist, A, you don't have a building, and B, I'm not getting arrested just for poetry. Well, Probably depends on the, fir- on the poem. Depends <laughs> on the, yeah, I'm about to say, probably won't be the first time knowing you. That's <laughs> all <laughs> well, I'm going to say there with that. No comment, no comment. So, well, good luck that, mate, definitely. Now, the last bit I want to talk to you about today, obviously, before we get you to a few poem services, when I, obviously, when I first met you, it was over at Three Duck Poets. A long, long time ago, this. Oh, 2008, oh, that, wasn't right, it? Here, 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 has to be eight. It has to yeah, be eight. Yeah. has to be eight. And obviously then, I know my band was with, went, went with not long after, Word Music in 10. We went to a few of your open mind nights. Mm-hmm. Which I know you people people of a certain vintage will remember them. <laughs> now, you were telling me before, obviously, open mind is not an active concern at the moment. But you are using the connections through that for other events, aren't you? Yeah. Tell us a bit about that then. So one of the guys that played Open Mind back in the day was uh, a guy called Nick Alexander, who, um, for those that know the kind of underground music and poetry scene in Manchester, know of the Pear Hat. He kind is is very instrumental in the Pear Hat, um, in in the running of that place, and he has basically given me free reign to run events there. Um, it started with having me do some guest spots. Is that spots. on the bit downstairs? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started with me doing some guest spots at some events. Um, ever the contrary, and last summer I actually did the Mift Festival, which is anti-establishment and MIF in the same day. <laughs> Playing both sides. Oh, I'm the MGF of poetry. Oh, you're like, you are, yeah. What you like? Right, so, no, so I know you've, yeah. you've done Buzzing Bards has been done done through this, hasn't it? Yeah. For your promotion. Uh, he's uh, also got another event called the Devil's Night that I've done a few times. Um, that's a good name. That's a good name for Devil's Night, yeah. Um, and then the first event he asked me to put together was called Hello, Let's Create Some Worlds. And yeah. that, that was in December. December just um, quite, quite like 20, last 21, year. Yeah, 21 yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and then um, basically because I liked the aesthetic of the poster and the name of the event I was like yeah let's let's do that and then um, it basically went into the comedy in a weird way because initially it was just um, spoken word music bit of theatre uh, and then I was doing an open spot for um Punk in Drublick, um, yeah. back in November, uh, and there was a great comedian there called Erica Ayla. Uh, she's an incredible comedian. Erica Ayla. Erica Ayla. Right, I'll give you a spelling later. Uh, okay, she, yeah. she is from uh, Toronto. Uh, she came over here as a student and then just fell in love with Manchester, as you do. How can you not? We're brilliant. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm so modest as well. Right? <laughs> on. Nah, I always rep my city, but. Uh, she, she invited me to a gig called um, Comedy for Ugly People. Or is it Ugly for... <laughs> it's, it's that's, a, that's a good name. I've not yeah. heard of that one. <laughs> or is it for good looking... I need to look that up. I know, listen, we're quite, it's, it's all more better. Comedy for Ugly Mugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't look that up. My brain's got all frazzled. But um, the same day that event was on was the same day that I was doing an event at the Pier Hat. I, I was doing the Devil's Night because he had a rare day off. Because uh, Nick runs the Devil's Night usually on Mondays and I usually work at Lowry Devising then. Uh, but it was good to have a day off and to do an event there. And then uh, because of that, she was like, oh, that's cool. I love the Pear Hat. Like, I did some of my earliest comedy gigs there. I was like, do you fancy co-running an event there? Um, and she said yes, in spite of the fact that that week she'd been on Dave and on Frankie Boyle, but she seemed to like me. So that's good. <laughs> Just somewhat right there, didn't you? Right? Oh, top banana. Right, so. Oh, Britain, um, okay, two questions to conclude on the chat bit then. So, is what's next for yourself? I know you've got plenty of bits and pieces going up. Is there anything else coming up that you've not told us about yet? Uh, I always like to ask people what's next, but you've got so much stuff next, you told me that already. Yeah. Um, I think I might have a brief nap in May. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which May? May this year or May, May next year? Hopefully. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> I've got a lot going up to the preview on the 13th of April, and then the last yeah. weekend of April, first week of May kind of, April 30th till the start of May kind of thing. There is all one six one festival with Steve Blackman, not the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope, I hope this poor gentleman doesn't hear this. <laughs> you might get took off the festival quite quick. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, after that, I'm pretty free for most of May, which is good. I might have a nice little rest. I mean, you, probably, uh, you probably need it after I'll, that. I'll have right? got my activity reporting for... Uh, Arts Council England and might have a quick nap or I might just make myself busy I don't know it starts another project off right yeah that's why to book in two weeks <laughs> well June I won't be doing that much besides the second book for White Rose Bards um, so yeah that's going to be at the Otley Labour Rooms on the 20 I want to say 25th but I shall look uh, da, 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 it's a Friday. Boom! I, I was one day off, was it? Hold on. No, it's the 18th. Forgot it the week before. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Good man. You were nearly there. Right, okay, mate. We'll wrap this bit up. I want to get you to a few points for us before we wrap up today. So, obviously, if people want to get hold of you, Ushi, where did it where do you recommend they go um so on face facebook i'm ushiku christopher um that is easier said than done it in it though so well, I, can't, made, I can't pronounce I've it made, so i just put yushi i've made it easier for people to find me so it's ushi koala on facebook so facebook.com slash u-s-h-i koala Best way, it's yeah, much yeah. easier that, mate. Yeah, yeah. God. Right. <laughs> okay, mate, we'll wrap this bit up then for you because I, I wanted to get to do a few points for the cafe opens today. But it's been a pleasure, mate. I'm grateful. And they're very entertaining last half an hour, so thank you again, mate. Spoken, mate. Hi, guys. Yes, I'm still here with Ushi. On Zoom, I usually mute myself, but I can't do this today, so this could be more entertaining. Over to you, mate. I'll try and keep quiet. <laughs> yeah, so this is a poem that I kind of forgot existed. Um, 
basically with my friend Grim at Open Mind, uh, who sadly passed away uh, this October. Um, we wrote this together when we were young and having problems with silly girlfriends at the time. And we were probably quite silly ourselves at the time. Uh, and looking at it now, the poem seems less about our young love and more about the fact that you need to take the time to tell those that you love that you love them when you can. Uh, so yeah, this is every time. Every time you go, I feel like part of me is dead inside. Every time you return, I couldn't be happier if I'd cried. Every word you say causes the hairs on my arms to stand. And trust me, feeling like this was never, ever planned. I just start feeling sick when I know you're not here. This feeling can't be quilled until I see you near. It's not only in my head, I'm sure it's in yours too. But trust me, in this moment, right now, all I want is you. It may not be the right time, but I know that you're the right one. Because there's something about us, the marriage of a daft punk and an uber geek. I quell my thoughts, melt in syrup smiles, and taste the sweetness of this feeling, this moment. The moment, let it linger, let it never die, or forever I shall be plagued by questions why. Why I never acted upon impulse as I usually do. Why I kept silent, never revealed my feelings for you. Easier said than done. I hear that quite a bit. I mean, I see the moment, yet I often run from it. It's not my choice, alas. More the fear that does ensue. It's something that I know I wish I could easily undo. Except I do not know. I do not know how to feel, I do not know how to deal with this, whatever it is. Unanswered questions probe me, Socratic, neurotic and constant, extract data, all robotic like binary. Without you, the one, I'm left a zero. Four years ago, it took a day. Two years ago, it took two months. Now, it takes forever, or at least one moment longer is an eternity, when spent in this uncertainty. I wish to find the answer and I believe we will, but until then please don't make x equal x, love is algebraic and I don't understand the formula, but I hope it's like pi, infinitesimal and magnificent. With all I know, this is one uncertainty I wish was gone, I'd hate to make a move and realise that all I thought was wrong, but I believe you know exactly what I'm going through, the confusion not knowing, I think you're there too, every step closer to an answer that I seem to take leads to a hundred more questions give me a break if only life was simple or maybe less confusing but it's a game and this just makes me feel like I'm losing losing sanity losing sight just hoping maybe everything turns out alright tremendous did you write that with Grim then did yeah, you? yeah yeah well, what's was interesting on that piece I wanted you to do a second piece as well for me in a minute but is I couldn't to work out where the gaps were then you suddenly do collaborations you can see them like who you tell there's two voices that, that was gelled really well actually. it helps that i do a good grin but i, I didn't do his accent but like <laughs> that's, yeah. that's <laughs> when um when i'm around his loved ones and that i will do a grim impression but i just felt at that moment it wasn't the the time or place to do it but no no, no. i can do a killer grim yeah you can tell you can tell that that, poem, that poem is, it's good tribute to mate mate don't you if he was here now i don't doubt well, i've met, met grim about four times yeah he would love that brilliant stuff mate 
Have you got a second piece you want to do for us? Yep. We've probably so, got time for two more, actually. So we'll see we'll go time-wise, but definitely two. What for one more? Cool. So this one is the first song that I wrote for Unmasked uh, at Royal Exchange Theatre after nine minutes of staring at a wall. And this one's called Boy, How the Pendulum Swings. Boy, how the pendulum swings. It goes up, it goes down, and it spins me around. Boy, how the pendulum swings. See me rise, see me fall, and repeat and recoil. Boy, how the pendulum swings. But how can they know what the truth of me is when I don't even know myself? I see the pendulum swinging, my ears are ringing, sensory overload, my eyes are stinging, a bruise all. Solves everything, so grab me a kettle as the story of my life begins to unravel. I'm a the hero, I'm a the villain. Fuck that, leave me alone like penicillin. Wherever the stage is, know that I be killing, but there's murderous crows. Catch her out for it, shilling and willing to turn the other cheeks. Low may be broken, my scars are keen shugi. I'm a gift from God, but y'all can call me Ushi. Boy, how the pendulum swings. It goes up, it goes down, and it spins me around. Boy, how the pendulum swings. See me rise, see me fall, and repeat and recoil. Boy, how the pendulum swings. But how can they know what the truth of me is when I don't even know myself? Tremendous. I like the ending there. People won't know this. And he went and writes all the notes and stuff. He went, spoke, looked at the phone on the recording device, and myself and it's deep, the soft voice. So play that back and listen to it again. It's usually a whisper when there's a mic. <laughs> Brilliant. We've got time for a quick, another quick, small, short piece. You've got a lovely looking one for us, mate. Yep, this one's called The Dark Knight Rises, and it's about troubles with drugs, alcohol, and self love, uh, which are three things I definitely battle with on a daily basis. So without further ado, this is A Dark Night's Rising. Dark night of the source, but it likes to feel whole. I come a long way from life on the door, but life on the road is filled with potholes. Can't be filled, stone but can't roll. Got the moves like Jagu and my cocky mic swagger. Enter Shinobi, I show you how to launch daggers. I'm sick and I know it, but I could be sicker. Imagine it knew she without drugs and liquor. Where I'm in love with myself and not just my talent. Where the stage is ablaze. Fuck go, I'm a horse with no saddle. Wild and untamed, though life it has changed. So bad the kind of shit makes most men insane. But I ain't most men, don't like to boast when. Might I just speak louder than the Knowledge I'm dropping, I'm a phoenix on mission, or surprise on like Lazarus. Except himself rising though, leave the handouts to amateurs. Five loaves and two fishes in a fabulous dish. I'm the shepherd gives breath to some alchemist shit, and the gift from God ain't tempered by spliffs, but I'm living up to my namesake. In spite of heartbreak, super kick slick like Rick, you made me sorry, I love you. But your highest pedestals are just the lowliest footstools. Romulus and Remus, you can suck on my penis. Along with all those who said that I couldn't be this. I got more lives than a feline in Gallifrey. It's no secret, behold, check your scrolls, cause I'm gonna slay. Prophetic like my dreams cause I keep them lucid In the arrows at myself like Ollie meets Cupid But self love will be the greatest gift I bestow myself But my name means gift from God So I'll be sharing the wealth Tremendous 
Absolutely brilliant, mate. Wow. You like it was like a machine gun that way that was coming out and then now. <laughs> the shame in some ways I'm not actually done this, but I set this up by video because your arms are flowing around that much. It's <laughs> like you're conducting your own own piece of like orchestra <laughs> sound. But it's been a pleasure, mate. Absolute Cheers, pleasure, man. mate. It's been ages since I've done one in person. You wouldn't know this, but I've done a live session in person for eighteen months now. Wow. And it's just it's lockdown, <laughs> isn't it? So it's lockdown. Did one in oh summer of two thousand twenty, was it or twenty one? It was a while ago anyway, so it's been tremendous I've absolutely loved it so thank you I would always say hang around but we're still here you're going to put up with me for a few minutes afterwards anyway <laughs> so I need to speak to meet about releases and stuff afterwards but I've loved it today mate thank you thank you for keep having me keep in touch and when the play's out keep us informed yep April 13th at the Pear Hat right brilliant it'll be released before then I promise you now let's see if you know who says this saying right, right. Um, somebody <laughs> used to do the bookings of Impact Wrestling now, I, I, I've been saying this concluding oh. this for ages it's, it's one of his sayings is stay safe and stay over to conclude with ooh he's not is that Al Snow no it wasn't it no. actually was Don Callis oh Don Callis you want okay. Don Callis is sayings I found it came up in another podcast interview we did somewhere and I tell, tell people it came from a different idea because it did Carrie Silkin did a, yeah. uh, an interview recently with Talkies Jericho yeah. and what really made me laugh is he sounds like the penguin from Bojack Horseman. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. And when yeah. he was talking yeah. about his failed business yeah. investments, yeah. I was like, oh, he is the penguin. Yeah. And by the end of it, he became the penguin in my mind. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Very, very entertaining, man. I, I heard it come on a podcast he did. I think it was the one he did with Lance Storm he used to do. He came out of it and he used to finish the podcast off. And I've, I've borrowed it ever since. And I always quote him. I think it's great to quote him finishing. And listen, we're going to carry on chatting into for a bit night for a bit. So this is Spoken Label signing out. See you all next time, guys. Spoken Label.